Welcome to One Sick B, Kings and Queens. I am your host, One Sick B. Where we don't cry, we thrive. Where we don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at them without warning, but we refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today, I was so blessed with an individual that I met through a cousin of mine. Her name is Lana. She has been one of the sickest bees I know. She's outstanding. She even has a beautiful blog to activate your faith and your mental battles that you have. So I would like to introduce my guest. Her name is Lana. Welcome, Lana, to One Six And thank you for joining me. How are thank you? Thank you so much for having me. You I'm doing so well. Awesome. Good. I'm so happy. How have you been during COVID? Because, honey, COVID has been... It's definitely been different. But I'm pretty introverted, so it hadn't been too much of a thing. Because for me, as far as going places, because, you know, I like to be at home a lot. But it's definitely been different and scary, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it has the it has its ups where you have your peaceful side and it has its downs because when you feel like you want to get out, you want to be social, right. you can't be. So that's the barrier. And I also know that Lana has been has battled. She is a survivor thriving and surviving with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And with this Hodgkin's lymphoma stage four battle, she has created a platform, a blog to help with people with their mental and Mental is 50% of the battle and the other 50% of the battle is going through it. So I would like to start off with her today for starting and talking about her blog and how the interest started. Or you can start off talking about the stage for Hodgkin lymphoma. Let's start with that. When were you diagnosed? Explain to me how everything went down because Hodgkin's lymphoma is an autoimmune, a cancer of the autoimmune that develops from abnormal lymphocytes. Is that right. the correct word? I don't want to yes. say it incorrectly. Yes. yes. So you go ahead and take off and let my kings and queens know how you're thriving and what happened. Okay. It's actually it's it's a pretty crazy story. And I and I actually wrote a blog about it. I started feeling real like I was really one sick be late 2012, around November 2012. And I kept going to the ER back and forth, telling them like I was in excruciating pain. Like it was a pain I had never felt before. Where was your pain at? It was in my back. Like I couldn't lay down. I couldn't lay in the bed. I had to literally like just sit up. You know, they said, well, maybe it was like a, a nerve or something. So they would give me medicine. And at that point, I didn't take, I was a holistic type person. I thought orange juice was the cure for everything. So they were giving me medicine and I was definitely taking time. it. So I was definitely taking whatever they were giving me, but the pain would not subside. And I was still going to work at the time. And at the time, I was in the healthcare field, so I would have to be at work at 6.30 in the morning. So I would not sleep and go straight into work. And I continued to go back and forth. They would send me to different specialists. And it was actually until I actually started seeing golf ball size forms in my breast, in both breasts. And I remember waking up and just seeing my breasts with all these, I mean, visible to the naked eye. You could just look and just see. You can't even count them. I went to the ER and I knew that day they were not going to have, they weren't going to turn me away. And from then it was everything pretty much went into fast forward. Autopilot. Yeah. I just kind of, it was just. How did you adapt? How in fact did you communicate that with your friend or if you had a spouse, most importantly, your family and during 
this diagnosis, do you have any friends or family that you had to step back from? Or how was that adjustment just going through what you're going through and to open up? And when you're just realizing in yourself and having to turn to somebody and say, because you were how old? I was 30. 30. So how was that open communication? And how did you feel communicating that with people? I was in shock, Randy. I didn't even know what was going on for a long time. I remember it was like, okay, like I told my sisters, I remember they actually, one sister had came and got me and I was like, okay, you're going to take me to the hospital. And this time they can't turn me around. By the time I got- they turned you around before when you had came in with the pain? They kept turning me back, just giving me medicine and sending me back home. And I kept going back saying, this is something still not right, you know, like, and they you believe they turned you away because you were a minority or just because they didn't know they didn't have the answers. And that's a good question. I don't know, because at that point, no x-rays were done. Nothing was done. It was just kind of you go in. I tell them I'm in this excruciating pain. No test was done at that time. It wasn't until they saw something visible. And I thank God. I mean, and it, by that time, it had spread it. By that time, it began to just go all over my body and to form those for them to see it in my breast is when it finally caught attention. And I remember they transported me to the larger hospital that we have here in this town. And from there, it was, I know people knew at work that I wasn't feeling well. I, you know, right. I told my family I wasn't feeling well. But sometimes, you know how when you don't feel well, you just kind of downplay it. And you're like, you know, you're not crying and screaming. You're just saying, I feel terrible. Like, you know, I'm feeling bad. And I guess people were so shocked that it was. For you to speak up and say that when you're a humble individual. Yeah. And not only that, but to find out that, okay, she really wasn't feeling good. Because I was so just kind of like, okay, something's not right. You know, something real, like a real definition. Right. As you know, like if you can't see it, people don't take, you know, you cannot feel well, but when you don't see it, if it's not like your arm is not, you know, about hanging off of your invisible illness. Hashtag invisible illness is a it's it's hard because people don't they assume nothing is wrong, you know, if they can't see it with the visible eye, which I think is so disheartening for so many people that faces whatever battle that can't be seen. Yeah, I hope I answered your question. No, you answered it perfectly fine. You you asked me when you asked your diagnosed. Did you have to, what type of treatment do they have? I know I've seen, I read that they have a medication out for it uh, that you can start with. What Did you start with chemo? Did you start with a pill? What? But at that time, mindset was so aggressive because it had went... Magnetized. magnetized. Like, let's say, yeah, it magnetized. And, and not only that, it, it started in 2012. So by the time... I was diagnosed in, two, in 2013, in February of 2013. So from the beginning of me not feeling well, months had transpired. So it was so aggressive that they had to immediately put me on chemo. And the chemo was very aggressive. It was like the hospital became my second home. Yeah, I always say I'm getting, I always call my friends and be like, oh, you know, I'm Department of Corrections. I got to commit myself to Department of Corrections. They're like, for how long, how long is your time? I don't know, from two weeks to a month to six right. weeks. I don't know. That's right. Department of Corrections. I always say, you know, I'm going to Department of Corrections for the next six weeks. They got to correct me, get me together. Yeah. So I definitely understand that. But this is the beautiful, this is the beautiful thing out of it. I realized that through your battle, you, your mental and what, how you have grown and you started this blog 
And this is a blessing to anybody who's going through any battle, any mental issue, and they need somebody who might understand them. And this going through this hospital form or just mental capacity when you're fighting any autoimmune disease or any disease or any fact, any battle. She has a beautiful word with a beautiful definition. I don't want to mess it up. I'm going to let my guest, Lana, tell you what the definition is, the word and the definition and where you can find her and locate her at. And give me some insight about this whole journey about starting this beautiful blog you started. Okay. It's activation. It's like activate, but it's activation. My blog is www.activation.com. And it's all about just activating your faith pretty much. And sometimes we get discouraged and, and we worry and we stress and And it's all about being able to really believe what we can't see and to act as if whatever it is that we're praying for, whatever it is that we're seeking, that it's going to happen. You know, as we start, you know, talk as if it's happening, walk as if it's already happened, just move as if whatever it is that you're praying for, that it's going to happen. And that's what, you know, I got activation from. That's beautiful because faith is the substance of things unseen, I believe. So. I believe during these battles, we have to have faith because I remember the moment that they said, you'll never walk again. And the first thing I was, you must don't know my God. You can't Mm. tell me I'm not going to walk in you. You must don't know my God. That's your opinion. Well, I'm going to let God go ahead and have his way. And when God gets done, then we'll get back and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. And then we'll go from there because he hasn't had his say so. And I believe that he's ahead of my life. Not everybody has to believe him, but I believe him. You believe him. He's ahead of his life. So he... It has the ultimate and the final goal. And for you to say to step out on faith and to walk in it is powerful to me because in anything in life you do, you lose sight or you don't believe in yourself. You're not confident to walk in it as if you already have it and to own it is a beautiful thing. And for you to be able to express that, what are some ways that people who are listening that when they're going through it doesn't even have to be an autoimmune battle. It can be just a life battle. What are some ways that they can activate their faith? You know, I have to activate my faith every day. <laughs> it's a daily test. Like, things don't come at us all the time. You know, they say, if you have faith, don't worry. If you don't worry, don't have faith. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. I believe that when we worry, it just shows that our faith needs some strengthening. It needs some, you know, strength training. So activating your faith is just really building it up because we know if you have faith small as a mustard seed, that can move a mountain. So if we continue to build our faith, just imagine what we can do. And when things come at us, I know for me, I could be a warrior. Oh, I was just getting ready to say that I'm definitely a warrior. I try hard not to worry. And what's so crazy is I feel like with my MS, I handle my MS with faith and pride and humbleness more than I can handle a situation, any other situation. I handle my disability better than I handle my everyday battles, even even my confidence, even as a, a Black woman in this world with the things we come against, rather, and not even just necessarily being a Black woman, being a woman, being a human on earth now, you have to have some type of faith. Yes. Is there any remedies? Like, what do you tell yourself when you get up in the morning? And what do you say to yourself? Sometimes I have to be like, Lana, push, you know, like even like, and I think, and going through what I went through, everything looks different to me now. Success doesn't look the same as it did to me 
because mine was maybe cars, house, this to wake up healthy and to have somebody you can call and support or to say they love you back and to know to have that acknowledgement feels like a wealth within itself. That's definitely wealth. You know, I used to be very career oriented and I wanted to climb that corporate ladder. You know, I had graduated from college. I had done this, you know, and I just wanted to keep going and going. But once, you know, life, like you say, in your your mission statement, those unexpected challenges come and it throws you off, but you come back and you see life so much different. And those things that the world or most people think of as important, you don't see that. Like you say, if you wake up healthy, that's wealth. If you wake up with someone that you can call in the middle of the night, when you, you know, that's wealth. If that's you wake wealth. up, it's a whole meaning to wealth, I think, after you go Going through. through a battle. I, you know, that's why I created what I came up when I sat there. The definition of unsick B is because we go through these unimaginable. These are battles that we can never imagine. These are undeniable. We can't deny them, whether it's the walk or a talk at all. It changes. Courageous. You have to be courageous to go through these, to be able to 50% is mental. The other 50 is physical. And, and to get that with that life throws at us without warning, because you didn't get a warning sign. I didn't get a flash warning sign. God didn't stop it. And that's how the angel to tap on our shoulder and say, Hey, by the way, two years from now, you'll be sick. Oh, by now, three years from now, you'll be battling that. So courageous battles that life throws at us without warning, but we refuse to refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. And you don't carry the spirit of brokenness. I don't carry the spirit of brokenness. Let me tell my listeners, I have a cousin that I love and she works in the medical field. And she told me about Lana a while back. And before I had even served my purpose or came up with the thought that I wanted to seek out and reach and touch people in unimaginable ways that she was going through this battle and she had built this relationship with her. And so to me, not even though my platform was MS and autoimmune diseases, even though I'm finding out the Hodgkin's lymphoma is of the autoimmune because it is attacks your body. Mm-hmm. I just was amazed with how profound and how courageous and how beautifully, I say beautifully flawed with no offense because all of us are beautifully flawed. Nobody's perfect. So we're beautiful. How beautiful she carried herself, how she held her head up. And for the fact that she came up with a blog to help thousands to million other people to get through this battle and to activate their faithcation. Did I get it right? Activation. To activate their faith. And also to be Christian based. A lot of people here or there, they believe in God. Everybody believes in something. And during my battle, I know that the person who is the head of my life, the person who I go to was Jesus Christ. Girl, you said it because I know if it wasn't for him, I mean, they were counting me out. They thought I was not going to make it. And at one point, I remember one treatment, I was like, no, I'm done. Like, y'all can take all these bags from me because, you know, it was just like laying there and you're just watching all these keep just coming into your body. And that stuff is painful. And I, you know, even think about the young kids that have to go through that treatment or the elderly that have to go. Because at that point I was 30 and I was pretty healthy, you know, but and it did so much to me. And I just think about the kids that has to go through it and the elderly and their bodies, you know, and that, that stuff is it's painful. The treatment is just as painful as the disease. And it's something. It's something for sure. What are some ways that you. I believe the mental process, like I said, is the other half of the battle. What are some ways that 
or what are some things that you mentally went through that you had to clear up so you could thrive and get through this battle successfully and hold your head up high and what are some things that you did or I went through for a while I went through shock I couldn't even say the word cancer for years I think just the last couple of years I've been able to say that word I definitely understand because this is my 20 year anniversary September 9th of being diagnosed with MS and I remember the other day I did a post about me going into my, and I remember my friends calling me saying, is that you? Because we know darn well, because I'm very private. But mm-hmm. I decided this year that my privacy is hurting other people. What I mean hurting other people, because there are people who are going through the same thing, even rougher battles to me. And they need to know that somebody hears them, they see them, and I had to give a visual, I'm a visual learner. So I felt like to present these people, these beautiful people such as yourself and a couple of other interviews I did with amazing people to show them that we don't look like what we've been through. We don't carry what we've been through. We don't look broken, but we are who we are. And it is what it is. And my God has been with us through the whole journey and to believe, have faith in something. And faith is definitely something. I love that you started the blog and Please go and follow her on her blog and uh, listen to what she has to say. Uh, she has and words that I can't even come up with. And you're absolutely right because me with the blog, I'm so private. And I I like... Ladies and gentlemen, it was hard for me to get an interview because she was so private. I kind of tell her... I was like, there. I'm, like, I'm so nervous. Queen. I'm like, no, she's a queen. You got to tell your story because you're a queen. You cannot do me like you have to be a queen and put your adjust your crown. Get on here and shine and let the world know that you are awesome. And you did so great. You were so patient. I love you for that because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just so, and that goes with the blog because at first everything that I have been through and, and just being raised like by my grandmother mm-hmm. and, and just what knowing happens how in our house was in our great house. grandmother. Yeah, I was, that was me like, okay, this is how they, you know, they didn't talk about yes. anything. And that's how I was. I just automatically grew up that way because that's what I saw. And so one morning I remember just waking up in the wee hours and I'm just like, Lord, what do you want me to do? I didn't even do social media, girl. I just got on social media. I, I know. And that's, that's good. That's good. I was on social media, but I wasn't as active as I have been. And then now uh-huh. I'm people's journeys and see that it's a cry yeah. for people to, they want confirmation sometimes. They want confirmation. And, and a lot of times what we go through is not even about us. And that's what I realized. Like me being at stage four cancer and almost not being here today. So even to talk to you, it wasn't about me, me going through depression, anxiety, and like, it's for you to share with others because we're not the only ones that's going through it. And, and if we can still be here, it's other people that want that, I guess, comfort to know that they're not alone. And it's someone out there that, Hey, okay, she went through it, you know? So it's all about providing a community so that we can all be there for one. Cause that's what it's about. Yes, I did. That was my, that was the reason why I created the platform. It was to embody, to envision, to invoke conversation between mm-hmm. kings and queens thriving with MS and other autoimmune diseases. And really just to salute the one sick bees. And the one sick bees are the strong individuals that face unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life Absolutely. throws at them without warning, but they refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Absolutely. And I feel like you are giving 
somebody out there is going to hear your story and it's going to resonate well with them with it because number one you fought it you beat it you beat it down you standing proud you're gorgeous you don't even look like you've been through one percent of the battle but you know that you know they say you know black doesn't crack but that's just the joke. That's just the girl joke that the older Southern black women say. That is what they say. Doesn't anything uh, anybody else who's listening. It definitely doesn't mean that. It's just the old Southern joke or whatever that black doesn't crack. But I would encourage everybody to go and say the word one more time for my kings and queens. www.actfaichton. Yes, and also, is there anything else that I feel like? The reason why I created this platform is so you can get off any undesirable thing that you would like to say or you want to tell people or you feel that people need to know or, you know, to come follow you. Not even necessarily that if you have a prayer or words you would say for encouragement, because I feel like any words of encouragement through what we're going through outside of COVID, just being human in this world and nobody really taking the time to separate themselves and say, hey, there's something else bigger than me and for you to say that there's something bigger than me, even though you're going through an unimaginable, definitely a courageous battle that life threw at you without warning and you don't carry the spirit of brokenness. I would just say to anyone out there that's going through anything, if it's from physical to mental, just please just stay encouraged and remain faithful. And and just know that I think it's 1 Corinthians 2 5 that says that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I, no matter what people may say or what they may say, or God has the final say so in everything. So just activate your faith and no matter how hard it may look, I mean. To have faith, believe in yourself and know that somebody else has the upper hand and it doesn't matter what you go through, that somebody's going to be standing alongside you. And these are the reasons that I bring these resources to people because I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to be able to connect with people. So I would like to thank you, Lana, for joining me today on What Big B podcast. And I enjoyed you and I thank you for sharing your blessing because it's going to empower those who might not know where to go to, might not have a family, might not have a friend that can say, I know somebody and not really because I've watched people and I've and it would be so funny. I've even read some of your blog posts and I'll say, not even knowing the person 100%, but I'm like, okay, that's my sense. I can do that. I'm like, yeah, okay, I got that. She got me. You know, it puts you in a upward. I love when people feed into your soul and you are the type of person who feeds into somebody's soul. And for those people oh, who thank are, you. you are more than welcome and you're doing it. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's why I had to spotlight you. And I want everybody to please definitely reach out listen and read to her blog. She's shy, but she's so beautiful. And the beautiful thing about usually shy people is that they, they're hiding all their jibs from the world. So for her to step out on faith and yes. open up her heart and her mind to think of others before herself during this immense battle and mental battle is a blessing. So I want to thank you. And I want my followers so you can reach out to me on One Sig B Podcast on Facebook one sick B underscore podcast on Instagram, on Spotify, one sick B on Stitcher, one sick B podcast. And I would like to thank Yolanda and I would like to thank God, the all high mighty for allowing me to do this interview and to present her to the world. So world check her out. 
and I would like to thank you, Lana, for coming and joining me. That thank one you thing. so much, and you I enjoyed so it. <laughs> I'm so excited, and everybody come follow, and don't forget to follow Lana. You gotta reach out to her. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, pretending to be okay, fighting in every way. Everybody see you hurting, don't nobody feel your pain. You feel like you might not make it to go see another day. Just keep fighting anyway. I got power to make change. If you're in this predicament and you're listening, God gives his hardest missions to the one he knows is fit for it. No matter about the reason, and no matter about the innocent, just know that you'll be great and you'll keep fighting till you finish this. And you ain't never finna quit.